Hello, and welcome to the Rubber Duck Dev Show. It's week two of Opulent October. I'm Chris. I'm Creston. And I'm Aaron. All right. Tonight, we are going to have some fun. We are actually not talking about programming. We are going to talk about live streaming programming and all the toys and fun tools and gadgets and stuff you get to play with when you're doing that. I love this <laughs> stuff. Um, and I know we, we had Aaron on before talking about his experiences with live streaming because he got into it and... Um, he's still doing it, so I'm assuming that means he enjoys it. So um, we'll talk about that stuff. Hey, Daryl, welcome to the show from the Philippines. All right. Awesome. Glad to have you here. Um, so we will be talking about that in just a moment. But right before we do that, we can review. How was your week, Creston? Still doing what I'm doing. <laughs> bunch, of cons bunch of consulting. Although... Actually, I have, a, I guess, extended contract I'm working on for a particular person, and I've actually been, had no time to move forward my app that I would normally like to, but it's basically doing all consulting work through the end of it, a lot of consulting work through the end of the year, and then as time allows, keeping the other plates spinning as as is possible. So that's that's kind of what I've been up to, just nose down a lot of contract programming work. What about you? Well, I have had, um, I've been spending a lot of time doing, getting involved in more of the PM for our enterprise clients. So I'm not getting a lot of fingers on keyboard time here of late, um, which is okay. I enjoy, enjoy the PM stuff. Uh, but I am going to start doing some, um, hey, Andrew. Um I'm going to start doing some streaming like Aaron, because um, I do want to get that hands-on keyboard time, and that's a good way to do it. And and I can just do something for funsies and the way I want it, not the way it needs to be for the company or the customers. Right? So <laughs> that's good. Uh, how about you, Aaron? What kind of fun stuff you had? Uh, well, I have been um, recovering from travel. I was in Belgium last week at a conference, and so now I am back home, and I think D jet lagged and almost back through my emails and just, you know, being gone for a whole week, there's a lot to catch up on when you get back. So that's mostly what I've been doing this week, but it's good to be home. Yeah. And we are really glad to have you back on the show. I've been looking forward to this one for, well, since the last time you were on here and we talked about it, actually. Uh, this is my favorite part is all the toys you get to play with. Um, so tell us a little bit about some of the stuff that you had to do initially to set up and get streaming and, and how you figured out how to do that. Yeah, so it's kind of... Uh... It's kind of intimidating, I feel like, or it was intimidating for me, at least in the beginning, because I thought, you know, I would watch, I think we talked about this last time, I'd watch some of these huge streamers, and they've got like, literal physical sets where they change and do these, you know, comedy routines almost. And I was like, I can't, I can't do all of that. Um, so I think the most important thing before we like, talk about all the fun stuff that we love to have is that you really don't need anything. I mean, it's nice. So I think like what the bare minimum I knew that I needed to have was a microphone and I already had a microphone. And so oh. I felt, I felt good about that. Like, I think audio is probably pretty important so people can hear you clearly. So I had that. And then honestly, like, at least what I was planning on doing was streaming my screen. So I think there is a benefit to having like having your face on the stream because it makes it feel more human. Yep. But I don't want to like, uh, we can talk about how awesome all of these gadgets are, but yeah, if right. you have a microphone and your computer, I feel like you're pretty good to get started and don't feel like, you know, there's this huge barrier to entry. I think, would you agree with, like the intro stuff. Yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, that's how I started too. with, I started with gaming, but really you don't have to spend a ton of money. You don't have to get a bunch of fancy equipment. You don't have to, you know, there's plenty of places to learn and the stuff you need to learn is not overly complex. It looks like it's overly complex, but it really isn't. And, and you guys will see as we go through things tonight, 
the setup is not really that magical, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, that's not the hard part, but for me, it's the fun part. So, yeah. So first of all, uh, thank you, Andrew, for, um, calling out my Laravel-ness. I do yeah. appreciate that. I am, a, I am a Laravel developer and, um, Andrew likes to make that known and I love him for it. Um, <laughs> okay. So let's talk about the real question you asked me, which is like, what kind of fun stuff do I have? So yeah. with that out of the way that like, you don't need any of this, but yeah. boy, is it fun to have, um, so when I when I was like originally getting started, I kind of wanted so I was doing two different things. I was like I could do some live streaming, but I'm also going to do um some like video production basically. Um so like uh, I guess recorded videos, like YouTube is what I was thinking. And so I really spent a lot of time like focusing kind of on the backdrop and the lighting and stuff mm. because my primary goal was to kind of get like a studio set up so that I could record this, um, my SQL database course, um, which is still in the works. I just happened to get, um, it got bought by planet scale, which is where I work now. So I'm still going to do that database course. I'm just going to do it under their brand, which is pretty awesome. So, um, I focused a lot in the beginning on like, getting like getting some stuff framed back here, like some cool rocket photos. Why? Because rockets are awesome and stuff <laughs> like that. So I got my background set up. Right. And then, like I said, I already had the microphone. Um, and so the next thing I needed to do was get a camera and I got, um, I already had like an Elgato kind of like just laptop camera and it just, I don't know. It just didn't look, it didn't look great. And I kept, you know, no matter how much lighting and like tweaking I did, it just was not crisp and it wasn't sharp. And so I went all the way and I got, I got a Canon uh, DSLR camera um, and I run it through the Elgato cam link. So I have like a full on DSLR up here, um, which I can, I have another camera I can show you in a second, yep. um, but that's my camera setup. So I have the camera above my monitor, it's mounted behind um, my desk on an arm and it's above my monitor. And then I have two lights that point right at me from the side to kind of give me that lighting and then a, a ring light up here. So that's some of that's that's some of the beginning. There's more, but I'll I'll stop there for a second. Yeah. So why don't why don't we take a look at that that uh, back cam yeah. that you got and let's let's see. Okay. So I'll try not to move too quickly to make anyone dizzy, but, uh, this is, so this is my, um, Canon camera and I have a different, uh, lens on it. So it's, it's a Sigma lens. And the reason I got that is because it has a really low, um, F-stop. And so it makes my background really blurry. So it keeps me sharp and then makes the background really blurry. And so that's kind of like from my point of view that's what i see so i see the slr there and then i have this little monitor which is kind of cool which i can talk about in a second and then the ring light um that points directly at me and then i have these, these soft, soft boxes, boxes. Yeah. um so i have these big led lights to the right and to the left um that point right at me and give me nice even um lighting on my face but that's the main guy and it just runs like i have a um, battery pack that is plugged into the wall so i never change the battery and it does hdmi out and it runs to the elgato um, cam link and then it's just like straight usb so i don't have any um i don't run the canon software because the canon software sucks and the elgato <laughs> software is great yeah all right so and I just, I want to compare and contrast. So I'm going to show you real quick. If I can find the right button here. I have to turn you off for just a second there. There we go. So this is my setup. And just to compare and contrast, I actually didn't go with a high-end DSLR camera. I just got a C922. And that's also oh, nice. what's back here. It's just mounted. So I'm running all this off of 
922s. And I have a Yeti mic, like like you see in front of Creston there, the exact same model of Blue Yeti. Mm -hmm. But it got in my way over here when I was trying to work. I had it sure. mounted on an arm, but there just wasn't a good place. So I just got a good headset and a little bit of EQ and through OBS, and it works works a treat. Um, and then we'll go into the control stuff with touchpad here in yeah, a bit. Yeah, we'll talk about that in um, a second. Yeah. yeah, one of the things you, you mentioned just offhanded there, like a little bit of EQing. That's one place I feel super um, weak and noobish is like in the like audio engineering and like video engineering. And so I'm sure that I'm sure that all of my settings aren't quite right. Um, but that was part of the reason that like, I just got a nice camera with the Elgato thing because it was just really easy. And I'm not like a, I'm not a production pro and I can't listen to something and be like, Oh wow, that EQ is off. I need to fix that. So yeah, I feel pretty weak in that area. Well, I'm not, yeah, I'm certainly not an audio engineer by any stretch. I mean, everything I know, I didn't have any background in it. Everything I know was just messing around in OBS and, you know, do some EQ, read a bunch of stuff, record my voice, mm. see how it sounds, what do I need to fix, and just play it and play it and probably spent way too much time. Um, Matty Two Shoes, welcome to the show. Audio definitely matters a lot more than video. Most viewers, I think, tolerate subpar video or even none, but bad audio hurts the ears. That is absolutely true, and I've heard that yeah. time and time again. Fix your audio before you fix your video. Um, so, yeah. Now, I don't think in my opinion, that doesn't mean you need to get a $500 microphone. It yeah. just means you need to pay attention to your mic and make sure that you've got one that's clear and that it's positioned well and that you've you've done a bit of, especially compression to it. Um, compression is, is really good for stream audio because it, it helps to kind of flatten things out and keep eardrums from being blown out if you happen to yell or sneeze or something. Um, but... Wow, I just looked up my microphone. So my microphone is an AT, so Audio-Technica, AT2005 USB. Um, and of course, there are levels with everything. I just run it directly into my computer. Like, I think it has an XLR thing on it, but I just USB directly into my computer. Right now on Amazon, it's $65. Apparently, it's 150 originally. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't feel like i went crazy especially on the microphone um no but i do think having it like having the position right especially for a cheaper microphone having the position right is probably really important and this um this elgato mm -hmm. arm lets me kind of swing it anywhere so i can always keep it close to my face but man i didn't realize that i got such a cheap microphone that's awesome well it's <laughs> not yeah and that's the thing if you're going to get started into streaming, the first thing I would do is research microphones. Now, I can tell you for sure that the Blue Yeti microphone is a great microphone, but you do not want to cheap out on your microphone. Don't get a $20 headset from Walmart and think that you're going to run with that microphone in a, in a stream and sound worth a crap. You're, you're not. You're going to want to spend, unless there's a good sale like, like you found, like Cyber Monday is great time to shop for these things. Um, but, you know, the, spend around $100 list on a mic at least. That's where you want most of your initial investment is in your microphone. Rest of the stuff, you know, like a C922 Logitech camera, the, what, I don't know, 50 bucks or something. They're not, they're not expensive. You can almost dumpster dive for them anymore. Um, and, and they work, perfectly well i've been using this this thing for well since they came out so it was a little more expensive when i bought it but never had a problem with it so do you have any lighting set up in your space i do you actually so if i i don't have much but if you can see right up in this corner of the wall uh -huh. there's one of those soft uh -huh. boxes you have but i have it mounted up at a 45 up there smart and then same thing at a 45 on the other side of the room in that, that corner side of the wall. So, um, and that's all the lighting I've got in here, but I've got their hundred watt equivalent led 5,000 K daylight bulbs. Mm -hmm. And then I make sure to set my white balance on my cameras to 5,000 so that it matches up and looks right. Smart. Um, 
Yeah, you, I feel like lighting goes such a long way. Like you could buy a hundred dollar camera, and then if you buy lights, you you look amazing. <laughs> it it is lighting. Lighting is a big deal, but it's also not expensive. Like these light these soft boxes you can get for, I think they're running like twenty or twenty five bucks, maybe thirty bucks now. I just got just bought one the other day because one of mine the cord finally crapped out after about five or six years, but. Um, yeah, you can get them for like 30 bucks and then you buy an LED bulb for what a couple pennies and throw it in there and you're mm -hmm. good to go. So I've just I've got maybe a to grand total of $70 invested in light equipment here. Wow. So it doesn't take much. So since we're talking prices, out of curiosity, how much is a Canon DL DSLR? Oh, it's expensive. It was like uh 5 or 600 dollars. And then the additional lens was maybe two or 300 more. Um, and all of this needs to be like uh, couched with the fact that I've used business money to buy all of this. So I used my like consulting money to buy all of this. And so it's a, you know, cue the Kramer gif. It's a write-off, Jerry. So I wrote all of this right. off as a, as a tax write-off. So it's like, you know, 35% cheaper. Um but yeah, the the DSLR was expensive, and the lens, the extra lens, was expensive. Um, and the reason I, like I said, spent all that money was I was planning on producing a course that I was going to sell for a bunch of money. And so I thought, like, all right, I've done some yeah. consulting this year. I'll spend the money, and then it'll make the course look good, and I'll be able to sell more of it. And then it just kind of worked out that I now get to stream with like this cool setup. Yeah. And and those Canons are really really good cameras and they're they're certainly worth their price. I don't think they're overpriced at all. And they are a good investment if you know that you're going to be doing this and or other stuff with that camera quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're just getting started out in streaming, don't don't get one of those yet. Start start with your little USB webcam and just set up and go because that's that's not the important part of the stream really. It just has to be and good enough. And there's a enough. temptation to like, there's a temptation to play, to play with ga gadgets and stuff as an excuse to like not getting started because not get like getting started like actually pushing the start stream button is, is really intimidating. And so you could <laughs> fall into a trap of like, well, I just need to get my, I just need to get my setup perfect and I'll just buy one more thing and then you never do it. And that's not a good use of time or money. Uh-huh. And that is that is absolutely the most difficult part of starting streaming is pushing the the go live button. That Big that time. is the hardest part. Um, yeah, people love to spend a thousand hours before even hitting that button. I I did that too. I was absolutely guilty of that. I kept putting it off and putting it off and saying, oh, I need this this light and I need this camera and I need this special mic and I need this setup and I no just just needed a webcam. A light, soft, twenty-dollar softbox, a decent enough microphone, and OBS. Yeah, let's talk OBS. Yeah, so you're so, you're an OBS user, so let's talk OBS. Yeah, so OBS, open broadcast software, is by definition open source, so it's free, so you don't have to pay for it, which is which is good. Um, so, you know, if you're just trying this out, you, you don't have to spend a lot on software. There are other streaming softwares that you can spend a crap ton of money on, but I've tried those and I keep coming back to OBS because it's better <laughs> than all those that you spend Same. money on. So yeah. um, I, I have zero reason to ever go to anything besides OBS. You know, if I was if I was doing yeah. some multi multi-million dollar production show, yeah, I probably wouldn't use OBS, but. Though even then, possibly. Yeah, there was what's what's the other main one? Because I tried the other main one before I tried OBS. It's called is it Streamlabs. Well, Streamlabs is, is like a, a wrapper around OBS. Mm. So it's like a version of OBS. They took the open source and they put some stuff in it. No, there's but it, there's another one. Matter, um, there's another one that's paid. Um, so I tried that yeah. at first because um, OBS X is kind Split. of intimidating. What what'd you say? X Split is another one of the big ones. I think stream. I think stream. 
elements now prisma now i can't Streamlabs maybe um yeah i can't remember um so, but i opened obs to start and was like what am i supposed to do with all of this stuff mm-hmm. like and this was um this was obviously a couple months ago and they've just recently released an update uh obs has that i feel like is a little bit um makes the ui a little bit nicer to look at and so when i first was getting started i opened obs and i had no freaking clue what i was supposed to do i couldn't get i couldn't get anything to work i couldn't get audio because like you have to add everything individually Mm -hmm. um and then the thing that like really unlocked it for me was like two or three people reached out or knew that i was you know trying to stream and was like hey you just want to get on a Zoom and look at OBS together? It's like, yes, can we please? Because I literally have no idea what, like, what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. And so I hopped on um, a couple of different Zoom calls with friends, and they showed me how they did it, and it just, like, it just made it super easy. So I maybe know about like fifteen or twenty percent of how to use OBS, but I know enough, and it works great. And that's because you know these people were willing to to help me out. So if anyone wants to get started and needs, you know, a, a 30 minute OBS zoom, I'm happy. I'm happy to help because, you know, people did that for me and I wouldn't have gotten started if they hadn't. Yeah. And, and I, I will likewise give the same offer. Just hit me up on email me, rubberduckdevshow.com, rubberduckdevshow at gmail.com or on Twitter, you can message me um, and I'll be happy to, to get on and help you out because the thing with OBS is it looks intimidating as hell. It does. But if somebody can explain it to you, they can get you going in five minutes. It really is yeah. not that complicated if you have somebody show you what you need to do. Yeah, um, totally. So, and Matty Two Shoes, same offer here for Mac OS users. All right, thanks, Matty. That's awesome because we do want to see more programmers live streaming. I think that's a... It's a good format. It's helpful, and uh, it's it's. I just want to see more of it. Yeah. Um, so kudos to you, Aaron, yeah, for jumping in watch. there. It is, and it's fun to go hang out in there. Um, you know, with programmers, I've I've found a couple. Um, along with with Aaron, I've hung out at a couple of your streams, and I found some. I, I go hang out at a, a lady in Austria called Purple Elf. She streams almost every day, and she's a Ruby developer and she's fun to hang out with just go hang out learn some things you know ask it, it's it's nice because i'll be working i'll ask questions in um in the chat and then you got a whole army of people there saying hey well what did you what about this did you try this maybe yep, it's this exactly. you know and that's really yep. really helpful yep yeah maddie so you see my uh, too yeah will you put me back uh full screen i want to show you some of the the OBS stuff that I have set up. So yes, absolutely. I have my I have my Canon only. So I have in OBS you have these different scenes, and you know somebody taught me all of this. So I have my Canon only, but then I have my like I'm streaming work. You know, so like I'm working on something, which puts me down in this corner, and then um, I would you know resize my monitor if I was doing um, coding. Um, and this is this is OBS here in the middle. And then um, I have one that is my starting soon screen and it's just, it's just my chair, you know, rotating. And this is what I put up. This is, can you, can you hear me with that starting soon screen? Yes. And that one's up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Cause you're still coming through zoom. <laughs> okay, good. Um, <laughs> so this is what I put up when I am live, but I'm not quite ready um, to get started. So I'll turn this on maybe, five minutes before and kind of let people filter in um because i usually tweet like hey i'm going live and then give it a few minutes and this is the one that i run in the beginning and it has all my audio muted which is why i you know kind of paused there for a second but this has all my audio (laughs) muted so i can kind of move around and get ready and then when it's time to go i just hit the button and then i'm back and so i don't have like i don't have a very sophisticated obs setup but i have like you know four or five scenes that I use and it that's it. And I kind of never change them. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But it works. It works really great. I, I actually like our show doesn't have like, we've got 
you know, our main view that we show here with the with the folks, and then I've got a view that I show if we want to show cool. us with the screen, and then I just added this to show uh, show your stuff, and I've got my my rear camera in there. But mm -hmm. this is a lot more complicated than what we normally do for the show because we were going to be talking about uh, stuff, and I wanted to be able to show what I've got set up here and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, oh, and the very important um, oil infuser here to, you know, I've got I my lavender. If that was a humidifier or, or what that was. Yeah, it's got my lavender going. Keeps me calm. Nice. <laughs> so, but Don't yeah. Don't get all worked up talking about gear, huh? Right, exactly. That's, you know, huh. But, um, yeah, it's it, it doesn't have to get really complicated. Um, and, in fact, you should start simple and then... Once you've got that under control and you're comfortable with the doing the live stuff, because that really is the hardest part is the first few times you go live, you're probably going to spend a lot of time talking to nobody. Right. And just getting used to doing that um, is the hardest thing to do. And then, okay, I want to change the scene. So how do I do that? And you just get used to the simple stuff. Then maybe a month or two down the line, add one more thing, right? Learn a yeah. new thing. And um, everyone I have found, I'll be curious if you found the same, everyone um, that's watching is always extremely supportive because I'll be like, you know, trying to change a scene and they're like, hey, man, we can't see your screen. Make sure that you update the scene. And I'm like, oh, shoot, sorry. Or, hey, we can't hear you in this one. Make sure that, you know, your audio has been added. And nobody's ever like rude. They're always kind of in it with you to to yeah. like hope they want to see you succeed it's almost like um i don't know it's almost like you're the person on stage and everyone's pulling for you because they're nervous that you're kind of gonna fail and they like they want to see you win and it, it creates this really like warm fuzzy feeling when people are on your on your team and that's been my experience so far yeah and you get you get this kind of tribal feeling going on your channel too which is really nice you get people coming in the chat that you see often and and, you know, it, it becomes kind of a, a tribe or a family, a clan. And it's it that's what that's the part I like best about the live streaming is all the people I get to meet doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also why I like to go hang out in streams, other programmers streams, is talking to the chat, talking to those people. Um, it's, it's just a really good uh, social environment. Um, plus, I have a bit of control over how toxic things can get where you yep. don't have that control in Twitter, but here yeah. I've got a bit of control and say, no, we're not going there. Yep. Um, yeah, it is. It is nice to kind of um, have control over what you want to see in the world. That's a nice, that's a nice feeling to be able to be like, no, that's, that is rude. That's unacceptable. We're, that's not what this channel is going to be about. And that's, right. a, that's a nice feeling. I it like is. That. Yeah. Although I have to say, I've never had to do that. I've seen some streamers have to do that, but I never have, which is nice. Yeah, I haven't had, I've only had to boot, I think, I've had to boot a spam, like an honest to goodness spammer, not somebody who was being spammy. It was like drive-by spam. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, really, it hasn't, I don't think I've had to make any corrections or anything like that. It's been pretty low-key. Yeah, programmers tend to be pretty friendly people, I've found. Most of the time, yeah. unless you say the wrong thing on Twitter. Most most of the time. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, all right, so we were talking about, so you were showing us the scenes, you were switching around the scenes. Mm -hmm. How are you switching those? I'm curious. So um, when I am, so like when I'm actually streaming, I only switch between two scenes, which is... Uh, full camera and picture in picture or the, you know, me and the desktop. And I use a foot pedal to do that. So I Fine. have, um, I have a Elgato foot pedal underneath my desk that has three just giant buttons on it. And I can click the middle one to mute myself. Um, which is really helpful because if you got a uh, sneeze coming on off or sneeze or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I actually use that one all day, every day on zoom calls on podcasts, whatever. I just, I'm able to mute myself immediately, which is really nice. 
And then the left and right pedals switch to the other scenes. So if I was to hit one of the pedals, it would switch to the um, picture in picture, and then the other one would switch it back. So, and that way I can do it, I can do it hands-free so I can be typing, you know, and switch over, um, which is really, which is kind of nice. I think I have set it up for, um, I set it up to advance slides. So right now it's not switching scenes because I just did a presentation where I needed to advance slides. Um, and I was able to be like talking and explaining things and advancing slides with my foot. And it was really, it was cool. So I love, I love the foot pedal. It's totally extra and over the top, but it's so fun. And I, I think we should also mention is that you can map keys because like when I've used OBS, I just mapped certain keys when I was changing scenes a lot. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think that's how actually that's it's not probably how essentially this... how it works it's just yeah some of the some of the functions that like the, either i use from the stream deck or i use on the the foot pedal basically i just program hotkeys into the app and then make the foot pedal press those keys because there's no like direct integration for some things that's how the mute button works so i have a i have a mac os app that I think costs like four dollars or something and it's just like a global mute no matter no matter what app you're using or what microphone, it just mutes everything. And I just set up like a really hard to hit wonky hotkey. And then I just make my foot pedal do that hotkey. That's how I do that one. So it sounds like you've got a pretty minimalist control setup, which is, which is good. I mean, if you're only got two mm -hmm. scenes, don't make things complicated. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, and Maddie says in the chat, there are essentially only five core layouts from what I've seen, starting, chatting, working, BRB, and ending. Yeah, that's essentially, I'm, I'll add some, some things like here, you know, I add this, this rear view camera, but it's mm -hmm. a special case type of thing. It's not normal view. It's because I'm trying to show you something, um, something else. I wouldn't normally use that for a stream most of the time. Um, but yeah, so I think, yeah. you, you know, that's about all you need to worry about. And I do have, I do have um, a stream deck I can actually switch back to. Let's see. So this is my, yeah. this is my stream deck that sits underneath my monitor. And so I have a stream deck and I could like set up all my scenes on, on that, but I just haven't gotten that far yet. Um, and I feel like, I only have the two scenes. And so what I use the stream deck for mostly is to turn off, to turn on and off my lights. So I can press a button and the light goes off and that just makes it easy so that I can, like I have one button that I can press and all the lights come on and I'm ready to like take a call or start streaming or whatever. Yeah, so Maddie's got a question. Funny that you didn't map your mute button to the stream deck. Do you prefer the pedal for muting? Why? I actually do prefer the pedal to muting because if I'm like, I can do it. I, I think I can do it more discreetly. And this is primarily for, um, I guess, calls, but also streaming. Like if I'm typing and I'm about to sneeze or cough, I can just hit the pedal without looking away and without stopping typing. And so I think oftentimes people don't actually know that I've ducked out, like I, I've dropped my mic. Whereas if it were on the stream deck, I kind of have to reach out and like stop typing. And that's way more obvious in meetings as well. Um, so like I will usually hit the mic or hit the foot pedal and take a drink and then hit the foot pedal again. Um, and it just, I feel like I can do it all a lot faster without having to reach out and hit the the stream deck in front of me probably not that big of a deal but i really like it because i always i just rest my foot on the pedal the whole time use a 50 millimeter lens so your lower arm movement isn't so obvious see for me i just don't care if i have to sneeze so it's not like blowing your eardrums out but you know i just don't care and yeah i mean i appreciate the fact that I appreciate when streamers go to the effort of, you know, muting themselves when they have to sneeze or something, but I don't have the setup here to do it easily. So I'm just like, eh, you know what? Just, yeah, that ain't my thing. It's fine. Um, 
Yeah, right. some of it's like reverse engineering. Why do I need a foot pedal? Um, <laughs> so that that could it could be the tail wagging the dog there. I was like, ooh, I really want a foot pedal. I'll put a mute button on it. And totally but I mean that to... that's that's actually a good idea. Then if I, I use it all that, the time. <laughs> if I had that, I would probably use it. Yeah. So all right. So you had said we talked a little bit uh, before because you got the Elgato and the foot pedal, the Stream Deck. Mm-hmm. We talked about. I was telling you that I use touch portal and you seem kind of interested in that. So, yeah. So I said stream deck and you said touch portal. I've never heard of touch portal and it looks like from your rear cam, I was taking a, I was spying on it a little bit. It looks like you're running it. Is that from an iPad? The tablet. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's an Android tablet, but you can use an iPad or your phone. It's just an app. And then it's got, and then, yeah. So how do you program everything? Um, and it, do you have, oh, you have like a full on editor on your. Yeah. So That's you can edit cool. this stuff and then I can show you, this is an actual view of my tablet. So you can see it's actually going on. I'm pushing here, but you can see you've got an editor that's real time. So as I edit this, it'll move my tablet around and you can, it's a soft interface so um really like software i've using called atom it's pretty amazing oh yeah hey um yeah i'll check that out and see uh but this one is you know you can do all kinds of stuff with this um (laughs) because it's completely soft based and you can also have uh different sets of stuff so oh, like yeah, if totally. i go home i can this is my coding with chris setup. you see it's completely different and i've got all kinds of different mm-hmm. things um and this is the rubber duck setup um you can edit those individually and the cool thing about this is it's actually programming um so you know you've got global values global variables basically oh, um wow. You've got flows that you can make so that, you know, it's like setting up a function that you can reuse in different things. Mm-hmm. And then each of the buttons, you can actually go in and do on the event. When the value is this, when the value is this, do these things. Good um, yeah, so it, it you can get very complex things. Like, for instance, if I'm in guest mode, these two buttons do different things than if I put it in no guest mode. Where it just goes to our individual stuff. Oh, that's cool. So, and then I've got like two banks of sounds here where I just, you know, I can switch the sound bank and it just switches which sounds are available. Buttons. These buttons actually. So the banks just set a global variable and then the buttons read that and say, okay, if the variable is one, put this Mm -hmm. set in. So is this a Windows piece of software that you're using now? Yeah, this this is the Windows thing. I'm pretty sure it comes on Mac and Linux as well, but I'm on Windows right now. Um, Out of curiosity, how does it tell your tablet what to do? Your tablet connects to it. So I don't know if you can see it down here in this view, but it's connected to this K102 Android. So, and it's... It's just talking over a port on my IP address, my internal IP address on my network. Um, okay. And then the app just connects to that. You set it up, tell it what IP address to look for, and it goes out and finds it. Um, but the nice thing about this is is that I can make this do completely different things. Also, there's a free version of this to play with, but do you remember what your Stream Deck cost, roughly? A lot like $150 or more. Okay. The pro version of this is 12 bucks. <laughs> I was like, I was looking at this and looking at the stream deck going, um, yeah, yeah. I think I'll go with the $12. I can do anything with it. Model. Yeah. One, one fifty, one Oh nine. It's on sale for one Oh nine right now. So, I mean, I you know, I'm not an Elgato basher, but I haven't yet seen anything that the Stream Deck gives me that this wouldn't, other than the no, tactile I, I stuff. Um, some people really like the tactile buttons. 
you know, rather than a yeah, soft interface. Yeah, tactile but... buttons are nice. Um, I'm sure that your what's it called? Touch portal. But touch portal. I'm sure, that touch portal has uh integrations, but the Elgato integrations are nice, like the the first party integrations with lights and OBS and stuff. But I bet at this point, everybody else has that as well. Uh, so Maddie says the biggest part of the stream deck is the plugin library. Yeah. Touch oh, portal yeah, has a huge plugin library as well. And it can yeah, control, so. it controls. It, I mean, it's, it of course has the OBS, but it can do, um, uh, what's it called? Um, voice meter, which is what I use for the audio processing. It's a soft mixing board, virtual mixer. Um, so it can do, uh, has plugins for this. It has plugins for, um, Adobe suite, you know, all the, all the stuff on there. I mean, it's just got gobs of plug plugins. So, yeah, I mean, but for streaming, I haven't found much that the Elgato gives me that doesn't. Yeah, I don't see much that, and again, I'm not, I'm not a hardcore stream deck user. I don't see much that this stream deck would give you that that doesn't do. Um, honestly, I basically just use the stream deck for, for lighting at this point. I mean, I have some, I have an OBS like, um, folder, I guess, but like I said, I just use the, I use the foot pedal for that. So I primarily just use it for lighting, which is yeah. really nice. Um, it is, but yeah, you could get away with much, much less than the stream deck for that, but I would say the stream deck or the uh, stream deck pedal is super great. Yeah, so that that gonna, I could get if you're behind. Gonna splur if you're going to splurge on one thing, don't get the stream deck. Get the pedal. The pedal rules. It's yeah, so I would. Uh, I, I'm I'm actually starting myself to think about getting one of those after hearing you talk See? about it. Honestly, yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that might be a thing that happens. Um, yep. Um. Uh, Matt, I used to use Touch Portal, then the app stopped working on my iPad Mac OS combo, and I couldn't get it to work. Huh. Stream Deck app for the iPad, but it's subscription. Luckily, I got a Stream Deck as a gift shortly after and canceled the app subscription. Yeah. So, oh, nice. oh, yeah. Also, yeah, Stream Deck does have an app, but it's significantly more expensive than Touch Portal. I looked at that a bit. I didn't see any huge draws for me on, to that over Touch Portal. So... If you want control equipment, so you, you don't have to have one of these. You can just switch OBS scenes with a mouse. You control OBS with a mouse. Oh, totally. I've done that yeah. a lot. Sometimes I actually accidentally fall back to that and forget to use my touch portal stuff sometimes. Yeah. Um, but if you want to do that, I would highly recommend starting with the touch portal because it's not a huge investment if you're just starting out with streaming. 12 bucks. Agreed. Right. Yep. And you've got, a, you've totally got a smartphone agreed. already. Put the app on there. Try it out. In fact, you yeah. can do it for free. With it, just limits the number of buttons you can put on a screen. Um. Yeah. So my um, I wanted to show you this, where my OBS is. Speaking of switching by, uh, so this is where my OBS lives during during my stream. It lives in this little. It's just this little silly little Dell monitor um, that you, it's like a USB monitor. So you just plug it in via USB. I don't even think it's HDMI. Um, but this is where my OBS lives during stream so that I can kind of look at the camera, but also still see like um, the chat is over here on the left. And then the activity feed is over here on the right. And then really importantly, I see like a confidence view of myself. And this has helped me not be like talking about code while still showing like the full screen of myself. Yeah. And so then here are my scenes right here. And I can just click on those and just switch back to the Canon. So I got that. I got that just recently because Planet Scale was going to, the, the new company I started at was going to buy me a brand new monitor. And I have a monitor that's totally fine. And I was like, I don't need a brand new monitor. So I had them get me this little, I think it's like a 13 or 14 inch USB like travel monitor or whatever. And I just have it mounted on a little, like a little arm up there. And it just stays up there the whole time. And it's really great because I can, 
it used to be over here. And so I would, when I was reading chat, I would be looking like this and it's just kind of, I didn't like that as much. I liked to be able to look up here and see it right in the camera. So that's my fun. That's my fun uh, corporate splurge that they bought for me. Yeah. And that's, that's important too. having the confidence monitor stuff. I always have OBS up where I can see it. Um, gotta have that. Um, it but, doesn't have a visa mount. You're right. Um, but this little goofy, I think it's called like the influencer kit or something. It comes with, let me switch. It comes with um, basically an iPad holder. You can see the little huh. soft feet on either end there. And this monitor is so light that I just like put, I just put it in there. I think maybe it's actually... That might be like the laptop holder and i just flipped it up and used the little clamps to hold it down but yeah it doesn't have a visa mount it's just kind of press fit in there and it's so light because it's just such a dinky little monitor that i haven't had any any issues with it but if it works it works it works let me see if i can show you one last switch to the face cam here um so that is the little pole that I got off of Amazon and it holds both. It holds my um, Canon and then the uh, confidence monitor over there. And it's just like um, clamped to my desk basically. Yeah. So that's how everything stays up there. And again, like we started out with, we, we want to point out that you don't need all that stuff to stream. That's just no. make your life a little better things as you go. Yes. That's yeah. Not it's like what do you need to be a runner? Well, you need to go running. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's kind of the, the deal here. Like acceptable shoes. Yeah, you need right. to wear shoes and you need to run. And well, that's kind of how it is with streaming. Like you need to have a microphone and you need to stream. And then you can have a lot of fun with the other stuff if you want. Uh, Maddie, two shoes and could I, probably I, tell I us some about that. And I'd stream before without a second monitor. All I had was the, yeah. yeah. Yep. Of course, I felt like I was speaking out into the void, but. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, you can't see. So. You can't really see what else is going on. You just, you know, yeah. you know I mean, you're broadcasting. A second monitor yeah. I would highly recommend you have because it, it helps keep you. It, there's a, a few things you got to keep track of when you're streaming and being mm -hmm. able to see your OBS and your chat is helpful uh okay. maddie uh have a good night man uh 3 a.m well thanks for sticking with us uh Ooh, glad you came thanks for hanging out um but yeah it's and something you were talking about there i want i just want to show real quick that um so this is my obs here and i usually have this over on my other monitor just drug it over mm -hmm. here so you can see it but one of the things that i learned to do is i've actually got chat actually docked in OBS so it's all in one place so everything I need mm -hmm. to monitor is right here um, so I actually use restream because we we stream to both YouTube and Twitch yeah. so we go through restream so this is the restream chat but I'm pretty sure if you connect to YouTube or Twitch um, you can pull their chats in here as well dockable windows if not there's a way to set up docs window docs here with just to web stuff OBS, you can just set those. Yeah, that's one up. of the cool things about OBS is that you can basically put anything in there. If you have a little, if you have a little time and energy to do it, you can get anything into OBS, including into your scenes, into your, into your like video. Like it's, you want to throw a, a web source in there. Um, I actually did one the other day. It was a pair programming stream. And to get my pairs video into OBS, I used a service called ping, P-I-N-G dot G-G. Um, and it like the way that they integrate is they give you a URL and you just drop it into like a scene in OBS and then you can resize their video and everything. And I was just blown away by how easy it was. It turned out really fun. Pair programming streaming yep. was was a new experience for me. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, like this, the um, chat that you're seeing up here. Yeah. That's just a web web view so it's just got a, a, a chat restream.io link in here and 
that's what shows on the screen. So you can put all kinds of stuff in this. Um, I've seen a lot of streamers spend a lot of time building out their own custom overlays. Like it, it becomes this like meta recursive thing where they are spending a bunch of time streaming and the stuff that they're working on is stuff for their stream. And it just kind of like goes and goes and goes. And it seems, it seems fun. I haven't really gotten, I haven't gotten into that higher plane of streaming yet, but it seems, it seems like a lot of fun. I could see tinkering on that for a long time. Oh yes. I, I did a lot of that. You've been there. I spent way <laughs> too many hours dicking around with overlays and yep. graphics and, you know, special effects and all kinds. And it is, it's, it's just fun I, for me. Anyway, yeah. I find it just incredibly fun to set this stuff up. Um, you know, like one of my, one of the things that I really enjoyed doing, and I just did this the other day, and maybe I enjoyed it so much because it's new, is being able to show my actual tablet in here, mm -hmm. um, you know, so that people could see what was going on. And I set this up for my Code with Chris setup that I'm I'm going to be doing, um, because I wanted people to be able to see what I'm doing in the OBS. But, yeah. um, you know, just figuring out how to set that up is really cool. And then doing all the automations, like... My other setup needs to have a lot of programs open, Pretzel and and Touch Portal and Let's View and Snap Camera and, you know, there's all kinds of programs. So I've just got a button on the Touch Portal. I hit the button and it goes and opens everything and connects all the stuff. And I'm like, God, that's so much easier than me clicking a bunch of icons all over the place. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's I, I love messing with this stuff and figuring out all the little bits and bobs yeah it's a lot of fun it's it's uh it's it's like most other hobbies you can you can sink as much time and energy and importantly money into it as you want i feel like it's let, let's see like photography cycling is probably the same way rc cars like there's an entry level and then it just goes forever and you could just keep going forever <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, it's, it is something that when I started streaming, gosh, four or five years ago, I didn't know anything about it. I just decided I wanted to do it. So I just started reading about it and reading about it and learning about it. And then I figured out that this stuff looks terribly intimidating, but it's really super simple mm -hmm. once you figure it out. And if you can have somebody who knows it, explain it to you. You can get going really fast for not much money. You've probably already got most of the stuff you need to start streaming. Oh yeah, if you're taking Zoom calls, you're probably you're probably set. Yep. I mean, just download OBS; it's free. Um, get get a account is free. Yeah. YouTube account is free. Yeah. And you can do restream for free too. Just want oh, to stream cool. to Twitch and YouTube. Yep. I don't pay for that. I didn't know that. Yeah, only if you want to look into that. Yeah, only if you want to stream to a uh, Facebook page. They, they've yeah, got a lot of I don't interfaces. Think, I don't but... think my 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 programming friends are on Facebook watching yeah, live streams, so, so I think I'm okay there. I've never had a need to to do any of the other stuff, so yeah. you know. But yeah, restream's been working great. Um, plus, it's got the chat aggregator here that that we use that pulls and yeah, sends like chat that. to both YouTube and Twitch, so cover both audiences and let them interact yeah, with each other. Yeah, I like other. that. I think the only the only drawback to um doing both is you I feel like you have to put the chat on your video because then you're you might be replying to a YouTube comment that somebody in Twitch didn't see and so you have to have a setup like you have here which I guess they make pretty easy because you said that's just a restream web view so they do that for you, I guess. That is true. Yeah, it's just a it's just a web view, but you okay, actually don't have to have this because Restream will um, propagate the chats across. No way into the native chat. So, like, if I'm on YouTube and I say hello, Restream will take that and put it into the Twitch chat. It can, yeah. Wow. So hot, dang! I did not know that. That's very cool. So it can get a little squirrely sometimes if you start replying in the chat because it sometimes will duplicate your messages because it's trying to send them right. both places. But I don't I don't type directly into the chat. 
I'm usually just talking to chat, so right, same. That's not really an issue for me. Um, Ooh, I didn't know that. That's super cool. Yeah, because I've always felt like I know that most um, programming streamers do keep the chat on screen, um, but I like having the editor full screen and not <laughs> having to mentally remember like don't use the right 10% or 15% of the screen because it'll be covered by chat. But I didn't know that. That's very cool. Yeah. And the, the usually people, the only reason I put the chat in here is because this is more like a talk show type format. Right. And it, it gives, it gives chat a, a, it lets them feel like they're part of the show. Right. Sure. Which yeah. is what I'm trying to do here. But when you're, just streaming i for my code with chris i actually set this up so that i've still got the chat over there but it's tilted a little more a little more out of the way and it's a little more um the alpha's a little higher so you can see through it mm. pretty well so but there's a lot of things you can do to to arrange things and move things some obs plugins yeah. that are really fun yeah, that it. makes sense. It is fun to see your name and face on a streamer's video and then right. see them respond. Like, I totally get it. I'm not immune to that effect at all. I'll say something in chat and they'll be like, oh, hey, Aaron. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm a real boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they noticed me. It's, it totally makes sense. But yeah, so uh, once again, here I am talking to somebody and having so much fun that I don't want the time to be nine o'clock but it is so yeah this is fun i'm <laughs> I, i'm glad i'm glad we got to like nerd out on all the the minute details that don't matter but sure are fun <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's it's good to have those kind of shows um, yeah totally and like i said i really was looking forward to this because this was more of a toys show than a mm -hmm. serious talk show type of thing not that we ever yeah, get really serious exactly. but you know, it's it's just fun to play with the toys and have some new new things to show the audience too. And I'm I'm sure they like yeah. a, a little break from programming now and then. Um, yeah, it's programming adjacent. It's still sure. it's still in the nerd universe, so that's probably fine. And there was a point to this, and that is one of the reasons I wanted to do this show is to try to get more people into live streaming programming. Maybe if they see, okay, that's really not that difficult, I, I could try that. And I've got people that have offered to help me get set up and get yep. started so I don't have to be intimidated. I could give that a shot, right? And I'm hoping totally. that we'll get a few more programmers because I think I think the, the people doing the streaming, and you can probably back me up here, will really enjoy it. It's, it's a fun experience to be the streamer. Yeah. Uh, but it's also very valuable for the, the programming community to have those resources to go to talk yes, to other developers. I think, so. I think it is a lot of fun. I mean, if you like kind of the rush of being on stage, it's just so much fun to like be out there practicing your craft in front of people. I think that's really great. I think I, I agree that it's good for the community because I think we have in most communities, a few people that are public. And so we all take our opinions from those few people and it would be better to have that more evenly distributed across a lot of different ways of thinking and a lot of different styles and a lot of different editors and uh, TDD and DDD. And like the more people that we have out there being public, the broader and probably more accurate and better view of like, um, the universe of possibilities would be. So yeah, I think it's it's a lot of fun selfishly. Like I enjoy doing it and it's a lot of fun, yeah. but I also think more people doing it is better for like we'll say democratization, like seeing what is available in the programming world. Right. And learning different ways of thinking about programming and approaching problems mm -hmm. and you know, cuz if we were both given the same problem, I guarantee you we'd come up with different solutions for it. And I think yep. it's valuable to see both of those solutions. Yep. So um, anyway, I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much, Aaron, for coming in and yeah, sharing totally. your love thanks, for, thanks for, for the toys me, here. And uh, Thanks for letting me talk about it all. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. We'll, we'll have to... We'll have to find some other reason to get you on the show soon again, too. Um, yeah, I enjoy having it. you on here. Great. So, um, so fun. Ho hope you guys enjoyed that. Thank you for being here and being active chat. Um, 
it's always always enjoyable when you guys pitch in as well um if you did enjoy that please like subscribe follow if you're on twitch or youtube just mash all the buttons ding all the bells you know how that goes um makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside when you do that so you know just do it you can find our podcast version of this so I'm not sure that this is a good one to just listen to. You need to see this one, but you can find it as a podcast anywhere the podcasts live. Uh, you can find the videos on YouTube uh, for a little while on Twitch till the VODs run out. So just go look at it on YouTube or you can go to our website, RoadDuckDevShow.com and see all the stuff there. Um, if you have questions, comments, or need some help with your live streaming setup, you can email us at RubberDuckDevShow at Gmail. Or you can message us on Twitter. I almost said Twitch. No, Twitter, uh, at Ducky Dev Show. Um, please reach out. We love to hear from you. Hope you guys enjoyed that. We'll be back next Wednesday with... I forgot to look again. I always forget to look. Who have we got? We've got Joel Drapper on next, next week. Oh, nice. So Flex guy. Yep. So we will talk some about Flex and other things that he's been doing. Um, and I think, uh, well, you'll see, it's going to be a lot of fun. So be there next Wednesday, eight o'clock PM Eastern time. We will see you guys then. And until then, happy programming. Happy programming. Happy programming. Happy programming.